Attention radio listeners. Oh, Thomas, get out of town. Wow. Let me have your attention for a moment. Goodness, is that a message? Oh, mommy, please, get me out of this game. You aren't paying any attention. Interesting move here, Bill. Shays came into the basketball game. Jim Bayheim has inserted Shays into the game. Big guy inside. Maybe to help eliminate that second or third shot. Your attention, please. This is Centers of Attention with a Tom Thomas and Danny Shays. Hey there, everybody. Tom Thomas, Danny Shays do this show called Centers of Attention. And now we have a very special treat. Danny will be calling in. He's traveling right now. So he's going to be calling in in a little while. My name is Seth Everett. I do the 10 a.m. show here at ESPN Radio Syracuse. And uh, last week we did a show with Atan that Atan did call management and ask for me to replace Danny. I, that is an unconfirmed rumor, but it has been uh, brought to my attention nonetheless. Welcome, Etan Thomas. How are you doing today? How are you doing? How are you doing? Okay. Can you hear me? All right. How are you Not doing? Not sure. <laughs> I hate to do this on the air, but sorry, folks. Um, I hear Uh-oh. an echo and no Etan. Is Etan there? I am here. Can hey. you hear me? Can you hear me? That uh, great <laughs> intro that I had, uh, you didn't react to, so I said, ooh, there must be something technically wrong. Oh, it was a fantastic <laughs> intro. I mean, according to your anonymous sources, you know what I mean, that you heard that a, a meeting took place, I thought that was a great intro. <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. So we tried. We tried. Okay, and now <laughs> yeah, everything yeah, works. Yeah. And now we're, so, so how about this? <laughs> Coming down in three, two, one. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the uh, Centers of Attention on ESPN Radio Syracuse. Danny Shays is going to call in in a little while, so we'll get a chance to check in with him you guys haven't been together since wednesday uh you were out yesterday and now danny's out today so it's a chance for me to hang with with both of you guys and uh you know it's all kinds of upheaval going on here at espn syracuse because Mm. uh eric dungy who was the big acquisition by uh galaxy media uh after his playing career with the (laughs) with the with the uh syracuse orange football team Uh he was my co-host on the post game show Oh. And we did th- we did three games together. See, right. this was all in the memo, uh, the meeting notes that you uh, uh-huh. <laughs> you have not uh, read. I got you. I got you. <laughs> and uh, he is uh, he is going to work on his potential NFL career. He's trying out for the the Browns, and he's fielding calls according to his agent. And and we'll see where Eric Dungy winds up. And uh, uh-huh. uh, former Syracuse running back James Mungro is going to replace uh, Dungy for this week and we believe going forward. Uh, well, so that is a bit of upheaval. So we're happy for Dungy, but, you know, I, I, I kind of bummed because I liked having him as a partner. Well, it's an excused absence. I would say it's an excused absence. <laughs> um, but, you know, you know, I'm, I'm really rooting for him. You know, I'm looking. He, he had a tryout with the Browns, and he was very positive about it. He said that things really went well, and he's hoping for good things in the, in the future. And, you know, I'm looking at their roster, you know, and they, they, they have – just two quarterbacks. Two they quarterbacks, have Baker Mayfield right. and uh, Garrett Gilbert. So it kind of makes sense that Cleveland could bring an additional quarterback. And who better to bring than our guy, Eric Dungeon? Well, it would be nice. And here's the here's the trick um, for, for a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. When he was with the Giants, he told us this. He, this is I'm not speaking out of school. He told us this on the air. Uh-huh. And uh, when he was with the Giants, he never got a chance to play quarterback. 
he was only brought in as a tight end, and he's not a tight end. And right. all he said then, the only thing that he regretted was that he didn't have an opportunity. Right. Again, if you give him the opportunity and you don't like what it is, like that—that's how I feel about radio. Like, like if mm-hmm. you don't like, you know, the show I do, and you want to replace me with somebody else, that I can be uncomfortable with. Don't get rid of the show altogether. So for him, okay. for him, I just wanted him to get an opportunity to do what makes him great, and right. if that works out with the Browns or whatever, who, who knows? You know, th- does this happen? Often where, you know, you've played your entire college career and starred and, and, and prospered at one position. Then as soon as you get to the pros, they want to change you to a whole different position. I mean, I know it, it well, happens from high school to college. He's short. Right. He's short by NFL standards. He's short. Uh, okay. Okay. And that, that, that's okay. the theory is that he can't throw over linemen. I mean, that, 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 that's, that's the idea. That's the idea. I mean, I mean, okay. again, those aren't his words. That's just that's that's kind of what so, it was when he so, got to so, the Giants. They didn't really take him seriously as a quarterback. But they didn't even give him an opportunity, right? I mean, did did he Correct. go out to, with the Giants and not be able to throw over the lineman, or did they just say, "Look at his height, whatever height he is," and say, "Okay, you're too short to be able to play in this position"? They listed him on their depth chart as a tight end. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, see, they, that's kind of tough. <laughs> right, tough. It, it, but but what? But when you're Dungey. This was the best opportunity he had. You know, you don't know how many other offers he had. That's true. That's true. So, so to me, he was not in a power position by any stretch of the imagination. Understandable. Understandable. You know, you know and that's the, that's the suggestion. At least from my perspective, that's the suggestion. Um, if he gets this opportunity and he turns it into something, that's great. When he did not immediately accept the XFL's invitation. I said, you know what? His agent knows that there's going to be more uh, offers. And there have been so many quarterbacks hurt in the NFL that you just kind of wonder about depth charts. And if depth charts are being compromised, he has a legitimate shot at a practice squad. And yes, that is a very darn good job. To be on a practice squad for an NFL Mm -hmm. team for a season Yes, Not that bad. beats working at ESPN yes. Radio Syracuse. <laughs> so, so, so back to our original. It's an excused absence for Eric Dungey. Yeah, I, I, I look. I'm, I, I, this is what I said. I said this yesterday on your show with Danny. I said uh, I'm forty percent happy for him because I like him personally. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm happy for him. I'm forty percent happy for him because I'm a Syracuse fan and I root for Syracuse players in the NFL. But I'm twenty percent bummed that he's not going to be there. So. So a, a ch- 20% of me is annoyed that he's not doing the show anymore. Understandable. Understandable. Yeah. Yeah, but understandable. we had a good run. We had a good run. Yeah. I hope he goes on to the Hall of Fame because then I could say I did a, a show with a Hall of Famer. You know with what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, 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 I look at that. Um, yeah, and that, and yeah. that's part of, part of what uh, I, I have, have noticed. There, there was one other point from that story that I wanted uh-huh. to bring up to you, which was Jamal Custis. Now, Jamal okay. Custis uh, trying out for the Raiders. We have not heard uh, whether or not he'll get picked up. Remember, the Raiders mm. let Antonio Brown go. Mm-hmm. And Jamal Custis, uh, he was an undrafted free agent. But here's the one caveat. And as, a, as an NBA guy, I'm, I'd love to get your thought on this. Okay. Was the Jamal Custis was an undrafted free agent picked up by the Chiefs, and he was let go very much like Eric Dungy was let go by the Giants, right? Okay, okay. 
Jamal Custis got a $100,000 guarantee. Yeah. For a guy that undrafted free agent, undrafted free agent doesn't make it out of training camp, $100,000 guaranteed money? Wow. I mean, you know, I, I don't really understand the football structure a lot of times on who they decide, how they decide who gets the guaranteed and who doesn't. You know right? what I mean? We were, look, we were looking at the, the particulars of the Antonio Brown contract, and I learned a lot. Like, okay, so if he, if he was on the squad for the first game, then it was guaranteed. But if not, then he becomes like an employee at will, I guess. And they could, I, I, I mean, the whole NFL structure is completely foreign with, with, with NBA because with the NBA, your contract is your contract. You know what I mean? You sign a contract, it is guaranteed. That's it. You know, same with over. baseball. Yeah, same with baseball. Baseball, it's that, all guaranteed. That's a terrible deal. I gotta say. I mean, I, no, no offense to, and now, but now I understand why the NFL players, and I understood it before because when I, when I was playing in the league, and every time there was NBA free agency, you would see all these NFL players tweeting and, and getting upset and saying, "Oh, these NBA players make." I'm like, "Dang, why are y'all hating so much?" But I understand mm-hmm. why. Because it's like nothing. Yeah. The only thing they have is their signing bonus. That's all that yep. they have usually is guaranteed. Everything else is like, you know, you're an employee at will. They could come in and say, you know what? We don't like your face anymore. So you're going to have to either restructure your contract or we're going we're gonna to cut you. And that's, well, it's, that's, it's one that step sucks. further, though. <laughs> but it's one step further than that. If you break your leg, we can cut you. Right, and then you have all these players who are playing hurt and trying to mask their injuries and, and taking Demerol and all kind of opioids, which gets into a whole other issue and problem, but, but yep. because they have to play. And that's just, that's just a terrible system. That's all I can say. It's a terrible system that the NFL has. I'll say well, it over the, and over again. The question – well, <laughs> Sorry. You, I went on a tangent anything, a little bit. I went on anything a tangent you want to add bit. about Carmelo Anthony? Should he be anywhere? <laughs> Oh, um. <laughs> you got jokes. <laughs> well, since you brought him up, <laughs> we can shift the conversation. To, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> um, if you're, if you are a, um, if you are an NFL person, mm-hmm. uh, now you're starting to see it shift. Like the stars are getting guaranteed money, and that's mm-hmm. the way to acquire free agents. Is your what percentage of what the contracts are in guaranteed? And you notice the way there. If you ever watch media reports, like from mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, the, uh, the 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 Adam Schefter types, you know, you know, like, right, like, right. Th- those are those guys are always saying it's a hundred million dollar deal, forty five guaranteed. So it's a forty five million dollar deal. That that's that's what it is. And then right. if you play everything, you can eventually make that money, but you have to play to earn it. Whereas it's it's very different. And I have heard, and I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent here, but mm-hmm. I have heard that that's one of the things on the table in the new baseball collective bargaining talks because the way they have devalued certain positions. So, for example, in baseball, they have devalued the starting pitcher, the value of the okay. starting pitcher. They okay. want to make a certain percentage of starting pitcher contracts not guaranteed. I would be very surprised if that passes. I would be oh, it's very not surprised. Pass. It's it's not going to pass, but they're but they're going for it. You know, what I would I mean? be they're very going, surprised they're... if they even put bring that to the table because because the the the. the Baseball's union is completely different. So you have baseball's union, you have the NBA with the NHL, and then you have at the bottom you have football. And and the way that they do things is completely different. I don't even think that might you might have rumblings of that, but I would be very surprised if they even bring that that to the table. I really would. Well, 
it's, it's, it's interesting because it was something that was brought up to me because of the change in the way everything is uh, philosophically different. You know, the way they're changing uh, all aspects of the game. I mean, they're changing the way managers manage and players mm-hmm. play. And, you know, you're mm-hmm. starting to see all these deals. And the other thing that I, you noticed in baseball is a bunch of stars signed long-term contracts for no reason whatsoever. Like Mike Trout signed a 10-year extension. Nolan Arenado signed a 10-year extension. These deals are because free agency is not going to be what it is, and they want their deals grandfathered in. I'm not saying it's guaranteed money. It's, I'm saying it's, it's you would think in baseball you can't wait to be a free agent, and that's right. changed, and that's totally changed. Got so you. now it's if you are well. See, here, here's my prediction. The day the season ends, I think Christian Yelich, who was the MVP last year, and he was a runner-up for the MVP this year. He just hurt his knee. He's out for the year. But Christian Yelich is going to sign a long-term deal with Milwaukee because before 2021, they want to have these deals in place. And what Christian Yelich is saying is that he, you know, he was having a great year. He's saying my stock's only going up. The number right. is going to only go up. So let's. What's the rush? You know what I'm saying. Meanwhile, Mookie Betts of the Red Sox has said repeatedly he's filing for free agency. Interesting. And it, it's interesting because you saw you know, you know you saw two great pitchers, Kimbrel and Dallas Keuchel this this off season. You saw all of these people, uh, those two guys go unsigned until May. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder what will happen to a guy like Mookie Betts. So it, it, it's it's very interesting and it's a very fascinating thing. And see how what how many tangents Eric Dungy can bring us here on Centers of Attention. <laughs> we started with Eric Dungy. We did go and, all over the place. And turned it into Mookie Betts. How do yeah. you trace those lines? Uh, Danny Shays is going to join us next, and we'll see. And I'll kind of let you guys have the floor. Uh, my name is Seth Everett. In for Danny. Uh, this is Centers of Attention on ESPN Syracuse. is Centers of Attention with a Ton Thomas and Danny Shays. I'm not used to seeing how this show works. Uh-huh. <laughs> ESPN Radio Syracuse, Satan Thomas, Danny Shays. I'm Seth Everett in for Danny. As we uh, roll on, I just want to clarify something. It was not just that he was too short. I'll just be clear. It was also okay. arm strength and other things, but uh, that was the story that I took away from it, and I have a pretty good source on it. So to to the guy that called in, uh, I'll fight you any day. Um, I, I mean, still, still though, I'm just saying, give him a chance first before you write him, him off chance. and say he can't do it. Just give him a chance first. That's all. Give him a chance. That and that was yeah. the takeaway. All right, joining us now yeah. here on his own show is the none other than <laughs> Daniel Shays, and uh, he is traveling. I understand, so he couldn't get to a studio to do the show but he is with us here hello danny absolutely i wouldn't miss it my two hanging out with my two favorite fellas talking sports and uh greetings from beautiful flagstaff arizona nine thousand feet uh beautiful sunny day and uh just enjoying our during a little road trip all right all right <laughs> that sounds good that sounds good 
So, uh, so what? Your boys back in the news. They beat you guys. Uh, talk about them already. Lord. You know, and we were trying to work with him. We were congratulating him on going 48 hours without being in the news, and then he's back in the news with 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 a new situation. So apparently. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious! So okay, so so you help well, me out with some well, respect. Here's the thing: you, you gotta you gotta wonder about fellas. You go, dude. A text message is like set in cement. You might as well just like you know right. leave your fingerprints at the crime scene. Right. And you know, I I just can never figure out how guys you know do this stuff by text message. The funniest one when I was living in Orlando, down the street from Tiger Woods, when all that mess happened. Years ago, uh-huh. uh, you know, right when it exploded, when he drove, you know, flipped the <laughs> oh, car, golf cart. On the answering machine. Whole, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, right? He's leaving messages, don't tell my wife if she calls. Don't, and I'm like... And the funny part uh, is that, yeah. you know, there was such a difference between how the men and the women reacted. The men, the women were like, Tiger, how could you? A beautiful wife, two beautiful kids. And the men would say, Tiger, how could you? You called her from your own cell phone? Haven't you heard of pain? Haven't you heard from friends? What are you thinking? And it was, it was just so different, you know, how, how the two sides reacted. But it's like, dude, you went to Stanford. Don't you know that you, you leave the Tiger, don't tell my wife if she called. What? You know, AB, all these guys, are, yeah, I'm going to come here and shoot you. I'm like, on text message? <laughs> no, text message. And, and my man Tiger, he said, you, hey. There's not much you can say about the fellow on that one. You know, I mean, yeah. it's like, dang. That's funny. And I just remember a time you said, hey, it's Tiger. I'm like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> just announce it and make it even worse. In, in, case the, in case the voice recognition didn't work. Right. You know? Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, like like I said, this, this situation with Antonio Brown, this new situation. So apparently he commissioned a, a woman to do a mural of him in his home. And so he, <laughs> while he was, while she was, Avatar, the, uh, the Avon, what is it when he's the, uh, uh, you know, the, the animal body with him on top? What do they call that thing where he was the uh, oh, that minotaur, what it was? Minotaur, like minotaur, 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 minotaur. Yeah, was is that, that what it was? One of those? I didn't know that's what it was. I don't know. I'm just saying that. You know, that. Do you remember when A Rod did that? And it was a minotaur oh, yeah. with the yeah, with yeah, the yeah, yeah. thing body. Anyway, so 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 she's doing the mural of him, and I guess he he comes out the back um, with nothing on except for like a washcloth around his business, and I guess she kept it professional and she turned him down, and so then that was it. I guess he paid her um, for her time. I, th- I guess it was a thousand dollars a day, so he paid her two thousand dollars, and I guess that was that. But then she said that she. Um, there was another piece of artwork that he didn't pay her for. Uh, I don't remember exactly the amount that it was. And then he compounded it. I guess she wanted to have a civil suit because of that. And then he had the text messages. I don't know. And, and this is the thing. The, 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 she, this she case is a little... He was going to leave her? Yeah, this, this, the, the details of this case are a little bit iffy, but it's just the fact that it's always something with him. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, bruh, okay, I, I, this, this one sounds a little iffy, but this is like the fifth or sixth incident with you in like a week or two. You know what I mean? I was like, it, it's, it's, at some point, it's going to be like, okay, enough is enough. And I saw the press conference that he had where they, where they asked him the four questions and everything was just, you know, I'm happy to be here. I look forward to playing with Tom Brady. And so he did very well with that. So that was like a sigh of relief. But it's like, come on, man. You can't just, you can't just keep messing up. Like, it, it can't just well, always the, be something the, with you. 
Yeah, and the problem he has right now, he's already burned the goodwill card, right? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm here being, I'm trying to do the right thing. So he burned the goodwill card. Then yeah. he burned the, I'm a great player so I can get away with a lot card. And now he's, you know, he's in the area of guilty until proven innocent. You know, when they just right. keep piling up, you go, man, you know, they can't all be, you know, making it up, right? I mean, that's the public perception. So now he's, it's almost like the burden of proof has switched, and now he's got to, you know, step up. And, and that's where that's where it gets dicey, and that's uh you know, and I always talk to athletes. I say, man, you can't burn. You, you got to build goodwill. You have to let people know who you are. So, God forbid, something happens, whether it's you know an accident or a, or a something. You know, you have some you have some built up goodwill. They know you. They go, well, no, I, I know him. He's not that kind of guy. And, and and that's the problem when you when you don't when you burn all that up. Now it's you know it's just hard for him to be taken seriously. Yeah, but I, I would also say that whatever there's, it's like your name is coming up too much no matter what it is. You know what I mean? Like exactly. whatever the facts are, that your name is coming up too much all the time. Like whenever there's an issue, your name is in it. And I, you know, I'm getting tired of it. And I ain't even the coach. You know what I mean? It's not even my yeah. team. I'm getting tired of hearing about it. So and I don't know. He got to get, he gotta get like his act together. Thing, right? Coaches don't uh, want to talk about this stuff. They don't want to have this on the, on the press conference. They, you know, they just want to play ball. They want right. to be a star. Yeah. They want it all about them. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 where it is. But, you know, I, I, and the thing about it, when we first started, we were trying to, you know what I mean? Because we always like to take the player's side. So we're like, okay, well, maybe the, the assistant coach was doing him wrong by, and it's like, okay, bro, after the sixth incident, it's like, man, you need to go exactly. just sit down somewhere and just play football. That's it. Just go sit down somewhere, exactly. be quiet, and just play football. <laughs> that's where I am with it now. <laughs> exactly. All right, fellas, I'm uh... – I'm going to hit the road. I will uh, see you bright and early on Monday. Hey, thanks Sounds for joining good. us. <laughs> awesome, guys. Thanks. All right. That is Danny Shays, and he, of course, will be back uh, Monday morning at 11 a.m. for Centers of Attention. We'll take a quick timeout, reset, get you ready for Syracuse and Western Michigan. Plus, uh, what else is on a ton? Thomas's mind. This is ESPN Radio Syracuse. This is Centers of Attention with Aton Thomas and Danny Shays. I'll say this about Danny Shays and Aton Thomas. They do not just jovially, jovially go through a show. They, they, they get into it, they go deep, and they don't come out without any scars. They, they, <laughs> they take their shots. Love it. I'm telling you, it's, a, it, it's great. Like, you guys push each other. And I think it's very cool, and I, I, I like that nobody rests on their laurels. Like, oh, okay. neither one of you saying. guys are like, no, neither one of you guys is just like the, you know, I played, so I know. You make a statement, you back up your statement, mm-hmm. and you allow for Danny to have the exact opposite standpoint on right. whatever subject it might be, and he brings his expertise into it, and it's mm-hmm. like a clash of the titans. I, uh, it is like a, it's like a, a Apollo Creed and Rocky every time. Like <laughs> well, I think I, I think you have to one be able to to disagree without being disagreeable. You know, right. not necessarily like a shouting match. Some people, some people like that kind of TV, but just, but just you presenting one point, you presenting another perspective, and then you both learning from each other's perspectives. And then sometimes you agree to disagree, or sometimes you start seeing it differently by, by getting new information that you didn't, you weren't aware of before from the other person's perspective. So it's just good having a, a grown-up conversation. That's basically what it is. Grown-up conversation. Uh, <laughs> people are so afraid of these days. <laughs> they are. Um, so the fallout, the fallout from uh, the big NFL news this week. Uh, mm-hmm. Eli Manning 
uh, is benched. Uh, and and uh, young Daniel Jones makes his first start on Sunday, and right. it'll be interesting to see. And you know, I'm biased because I do a charity event with Eli Manning, so I'm mm-hmm. I'm always I'm not qualified to have an opinion on this subject. Got you. Uh, Understand? <laughs> I take myself out of it. But people talk about his Hall of Fame and and, and whatnot. And there's a, there's a guy by the name of Paul Feinbaum. Mm-hmm. who is a college football commentator who was on the show Get Up. That's a show that's on ESPN with Mike Greenberg. Mm-hmm. He of the old Mike and Mike fame, which I, that's what I remember him from. He's a huge Jets fan. That's what I remember of Mike Greenberg. But anyway, uh, Paul Feinbaum said, and I quote, it's the end. It's over for Cam Newton. I don't know why we're mincing words. He's a train wreck right now. He can't do what he used to do. And quite frankly, forget the sympathy tour. Cam Newton hasn't really cared about anyone other than Cam Newton. It's pretty harsh words. I mean, Does Paul Feinbaum <laughs> know Cam Newton? I, mean, I don't know. I don't know Paul Feinbaum's uh, uh, qualifications, but where does he get off saying that about Cam Newton? Yeah, that 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 sounded really personal, and I was glad to see uh, Ryan Clark. Ryan really, Clark, right? Right. So he pointed out the you know hypocrisy of his of his of his statement. Uh, you do have that. All right, let, let's let's play that because I I like to let let everybody hear because I thought Ryan Clark had a great response to that. Let, let let's play the clip. Paul, yes. Paul, glowingly about Eli Manning, and he has Get been em. a dud for the last four years. You want to talk about bringing a franchise Get out? Em. Eli has ruined that franchise. So we got to take out yeah, how Paul. we feel about dudes because he's a Manning, because we love him, because he gives us this sucks. You can do whatever you Get want em. to me, and I'm going to be okay about it. That's not true. If we're looking at it right now, Cam has more left than Eli's had for years. So we got to take out how we feel and about how, dudes how and the way that they never act and say that he doesn't get he doesn't get to to have a tour or he doesn't get to to have farewells that's not how it works He's- yeah that was pretty strong who's, pretty strong who's the guy taunting them who is who is that guy so that was in the background ah who was that uh that's another guy on the show on the show right right yeah well, yeah so can, can i can i make a comment that guy should it, shut the heck it. up that's I obnoxious I got Let you. Let people talk. That's why that show stinks. Sorry. <laughs> well, dang. Okay. <laughs> well, I, th- I think the thing about it is because, you know, it kind of took a left turn when Paul Feinbaum just kind of ripped Cam Newton. And I think nobody really expected it. They were just kind of reporting on him and reporting that he was injured. Like out of nowhere. Reporting that he – yeah, just out of nowhere, he went on this tangent saying he's done. He, You know, it's over for him. He's a bad person. Doesn't care about the community. And everybody was like, whoa. So that's kind of why you saw the, the kind of comparison to Eli Manning. Eli Manning was really an innocent bystander in all of this. It was really about uh, Cam Newton and and Paul Feinbaum. Um, Right, but that was the subject that started the conversation. Well, it was because before that, they that uh, Paul Bymum talked in glowing terms about Eli Manning being moved from the starter and had a lot of praise for Eli Manning. And then right after that, he had nothing but visceral for Cam Newton. So that's how Eli Manning got involved in this conversation. Do you know what I mean? So I, that's yeah. why I think that Eli was really kind of an innocent bystander that had to take a lot of shots and wasn't really a part of this. Do you know what I mean? It was really mm-hmm. about his critique of, of Cam Newton. And the thing about it, he brought up a lot of good points. I mean, you know, and, and that's kind of the, the 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 issue sometimes is it's hard not to have your own bias when you're reporting or commentating on something. I I understand that. 
You know what I mean? I mean, I have a Syracuse bias, and I always talk about it, and I'm going to keep saying that Carmelo should be in the league or something like that. That's my Syracuse bias, and that's how I work it all into every discussion, even if it has nothing to do with it. But what I'm saying here is that, that, that he – his critique of Cam Newton was so – it seemed personal. Like, you can say that he didn't play well or he has been battling an injury. You know what I mean? You could even say that he's been dressing a little differently. You know what I mean? But the way that he went and said that he is a terrible person and doesn't care about anybody else but himself and he's selfish and a detriment to the to the organization, I mean, that's that's kind of a lot. I mean, you got to admit, that, okay. that was a lot okay. for him to say. Okay. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to walk a line. And I'm okay. going to preface it by saying I am trying so hard not to rip ESPN. I'm trying very hard. Okay. Isn't there a guy who is the highest paid announcer on that network mm -hmm. paid for blanket opinions with rarely ever, fa ever facts to back them up? Doesn't that guy get the highest salary on that network? Well, there are different rules for different people. And I would say there's a... No, 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 no. That's the way that it is. I'm not saying that's but the way it should be. you can't do that. You can't oh, I'm not, do that. I'm not saying that's if, how it should if be. If you're going to create a culture that, it, that, that, that it rewards that kind of shenanigan, then that's what Paul Feinbaum's trying to do. He is trying to get it so that you and I talk about him. And that's, but, that's clickbait. That is, that is the worst form of clickbait and now i have to bite my lip because if, okay. I, if I say what i want to say no no, no i hear you I, and i hear what you're saying but this is reality why are we talking about antonio brown why is he not banished from the nfl because he can play because he's the best at his craft because he's virtually unguardable so if he was not unguardable and and as good as he was then he would have been cast away a long time ago there are different rules for everybody else the the, the third string wide receiver can't do what antonio brown does that's just the reality. It's not fair. That's just the way it is. So there's different rules for different people on ESPN. That's the way that it is. Yeah. Certain people can give their opinions. Some certain people can criticize other people. Other people cannot. It's not that you can't do that. You can't do what he does. So it's almost they tell you, hey, don't look at him. Don't worry about what he's doing. You're not on this level. You can't do what he does. You have different rules. And it's unfair, but that's the reality. That's my answer but, to that. But, but that's my thing. Like, I don't know Paul Feinbaum. I don't have any interest in Paul Feinbaum. I don't watch him. I don't know anything about him. Mm -hmm. All I'm saying is for him to make such an ignorant blanket statement without mm -hmm. any facts to back him up. Like, if mm -hmm. you want to criticize Cam Newton, there are plenty of things you can criticize him for, including right. some stuff off the field. Okay. So let's not, let's not pretend that we are just defending Cam Newton just cause. That's mm -hmm. not the issue. What I'm right, saying is when I, heard, when I heard those comments, when I read that quote, that sounds to me like the lowest form of clickbait. Um, that, th th it, it, he is saying that to get a rise out of everybody. And it, it worked. Yeah. I mean, I can't – I don't disagree with you. And I'm, I'm glad – but there was a time when those type of statements would go unchecked by the people on air. 
Do you know what I mean? So that's why I had to give a lot of props to Ryan Clark for, for coming back to him on air and saying, wait a minute, you can't say that. You know what I mean? And then making it a big thing. Like, so that, that part I, I was happy to see Ryan Clark do. But you're absolutely right. That is clickbait, and you can't just make blanket statements like that with any kind of facts. If you're going to present facts and say he hasn't been playing well, you know, talk about his, past, his interception, that kind of stuff, those are facts. All right, present that. But just blanket statements like he doesn't care about the community or anybody but himself, that's, that's a personal attack. And that has no like, place. That has no place in it at all. My question that I would ask about that very subject is, how does Paul Feinbaum do, and does he have good ratings? Because if he does, then he's part of the machine. And if he doesn't, and he's grasping at straws to try to make a name for himself, I think that's even sh- 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 lamer. I got you, Lamer. There, there we go. <laughs> I, got, I, I agree like, with you. I, I agree with you. I agree with you 100. percent and like I said, I'm not an apologist for Cam Newton. I I, mm-hmm. I, right. I think he's a, he's a he's a top notch talent. And yes, mm-hmm. there has been a drop off in his game. There mm-hmm. is no secret about that. I'll also say there's been a drop off in Eli Manning's game. Mm-hmm. And and I'm like I said, I'm a I'm the biggest Eli Manning apologist out there because I got a stake in it. Right. I did a I've done a charity event with him for 14 years. Mm-hmm. I think he is a Hall of Fame person. I have seen for 14 years him go out and sign 600 autographs mm-hmm. and take 700 photos <laughs> without getting a penny, without a right. penny. Like he right. doesn't do it. He doesn't get a dime for this for this thing. And I have done a speech with him and he rehearses he mm-hmm. practices. And I said, oh, my God, like he is doing this. And he said one year what they do is it, before Eli comes and makes his speech that I am the MC of, he comes out and they have a blind person because the charity is called Guiding Eyes for the Blind. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the charity, they find guide dogs for blind people. So at the fundraiser, you bring the blind people that they've helped. And a blind wow. person comes out and we get a script. Eli and I get a script of what they're going to say so we know when our cues are. And this person memorizes that speech because they can't see how they got that speech. And Eli and I will sit there and we'll go, oh, my blank and blank. Like, Mm -hmm. you can't believe this. And then what he does is he puts notes down. I said, what are you doing? And he says, if they're going to memorize the thing, the least I could do is write stuff down. Mm-hmm. That's like, great. I I defend this guy to all, all I, I will always defend this guy, but mm-hmm. I'm not naive to say he hasn't dropped off a peg. Right, but that's two different things, though. Saying you've saying, correct, you know, talking about facts, talking about actual play and everything like that. He just said blankly he doesn't care about anybody himself. Like, and I could talk about. I've seen Cam Newton, you know, with especially with this Make a Wish Foundation thing that he does a lot, and it's heart. Like, if, if he's he's granting, and this is like his thing. Like, everybody has their specialty that they like to to kind of do. He likes to grant these people's wish because remember, he was the most popular quarterback for for a while, a few years ago. For like, he had the yeah. entire country including my son and everybody else doing the dab and trying to be like cam newton and everybody loved him so a lot of people from the make-a-wish foundation the kids but you know before they they their final wish was to meet cam newton and that's a mm-hmm. hard thing to do. If anybody now, b- people can't understand how hard. I remember when I was in Syracuse, this was somebody's wish, and I it, it threw. And I was like, "Wait, their last wish is to meet me?" You know what I mean? And I'm talking to them in the hospital and everything like that. <sighs> yeah. He has done dozens of these and Good and taken yeah. time and been able to go out and connect. You remember the 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 um one 
photo that went viral where he had he brought the 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 young man um uh, onto the onto the field like on the front one one yard line or you know real real close and he scored a touchdown and went over to them and they did the same pose i don't know if you remember that went viral that was another kid from the make a wish i mean he does this all the time so so there's a lot of things that you know i can say to combat him saying that he doesn't care about anybody but himself or the community you know what i mean so it's just the mm-hmm. fact that that he would go on a blanket rant like that that's very unprofessional even no matter what the facts are about the person that's unprofessional to make it that personal that's the Tom thomas i'm seth everett in for danny shades this is centers of attention on espn syracuse this is centers of attention with a ton thomas and danny shades all right back here on espn syracuse this is centers of attention Man, they play better music on this show. Everything's better on this show. <laughs> oh, God, I got to renegotiate. <laughs> uh, that's a Tom Thomas <laughs> laughing. I'm Seth Everett in for Danny. Danny will be back on Monday. The two of them will be reunited, and it feels so good. Um, okay, uh, this I saw online. I thought it was funny. And uh, yeah, okay. Uh, there is a hollow, you know, it's hollow, it's getting to be Halloween time. And you're going to start to see all the ads for costumes. Okay. And this year, because of the success of the documentary and the upcoming Tom Hanks movie, there is a Mr. Rogers costume, including a sexy Mr. Rogers costume. Sexy Mr. Rogers. There's a sexy Mr. Rogers. (laughs) Okay. All I can say to our listeners, all I can say to my partner here, Google it. Just Google it. Just Google it. So, a, f- a friend <laughs> of mine, Mr. Rogers. a friend of mine, wrote on social media, said, "I am highly offended by the sexy Mister Rogers costume that's now being sold online. Apparently, that is not an official. This is not an official Mister Rogers licensed costume. <laughs> okay, but it is. But here's what. So, this woman, she's a uh, uh, radio host in Seattle." And she wrote, I am highly offended by the sexy Mr. Rogers costume that's now being sold online. $70 plus shipping? Do people have no shame? You're going to charge for shipping? What is the world coming to? Oh, goodness. Goodness gracious. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> you know, I, I, this, this morning I actually saw a thing where um, Beyonce was dressing up as Lisa Bonet. Um, she showed some pictures of it, oh, and I was no. like, wow. You know, I was like, you know, at first you look and you're like, you know what? That was pretty good. You know, like, That's you know, funny. the people who go extra with the, with the costumes, you're like, you know, you put a lot of work into that one. That's not fair. You didn't, you didn't buy that at Target like everybody right. else. You know what I mean? You put extra work in that, but. Sure. <laughs> but I always applaud, I always applaud the people who do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you put, if you if I you do too. the work, like you put the effort yeah. in, and you know, yeah. I remember there's an old Jerry Seinfeld bit that I always thought was really funny when he would always say that you know he had the Superman costume and the mask. If you remember, if you grew up in a certain time, you'd have the plastic mask with the rubber band uh, that went around your head, and of course. If, like two houses into the trick or treating, the rubber band would break. Yeah. <laughs> so now you have you're to wearing, hold it up. <laughs> so now you're wearing like Superman costume, and then your mom would make you wear your winter coat over it. <laughs> so you're like, bing bong. Yeah, I'm Superman. Give me candy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> over uh, under the coat. My my costume's under the coat. You just can't see. 
I used to love, I uh, love that, that, that stuff. Uh, Ton Heavy, have a great weekend, man, and uh, we'll talk uh, to you, you real, real soon. You All right, too. that Been is a Ton Thomas. Want to remind everybody, uh, tomorrow, uh, beginning in the morning, uh, I think it's like 3 in the morning, we start our coverage for the Syracuse-Western Michigan game. The play-by-play is over on TK99. Uh, before that, in the quad, Stephen Fonte, they're doing a show from Shaughnessy's in the morning. They've got all kinds of wall-to-wall coverage uh, coming up. And then after it's all over, after the game is over, join James Mungro and myself for the uh, Syracuse football post-game show. So that is all coming coming up tomorrow as hopefully Syracuse can get back on the winning track and beat Western Michigan. For Eton Thomas, my name is Seth Everett. In for Danny Shays, this is Centers of Attention on ESPN Syracuse.